Welcome to Guarding Your Nest Egg podcast. The market is off to a rough start in 2022, plus concerns about Russia, Ukraine, and we'll talk to Mike about how he's helping people deal with higher prices for just about everything. Questions about that or anything to do with your retirement? Connect and find out more anytime at guardingyournestegg.com. Mike, you're the founder of Talent Wealth Management, a fiduciary, financial advisor, and most importantly, a father. You and Katie have raised some beautiful children. And we were talking before today's show about how recently you guys had such a good time disconnecting and going to the lake house. Yeah, I mean, when we get a chance, we go up there. So it's not a lot of distractions, just the outdoors and a little bit of basketball. It's wintertime, so mm-hmm. kids are a little nutty, but not nutty enough to jump in the lake uh, given <laughs> <laughs> at this point in time. It's a little chilly. I mean, we all put a lot in during the week, and for us in our industry, fortunately, the markets are closed on weekends, mm-hmm. and so it gives us some time to... When we're just, not doing uh, the radio show. We're not doing the radio show and not managing money for individuals to uh, take a break. The reason I brought this up is you mentioned that you were so excited the kids were outside, there were no electronics. They were just enjoying themselves like we used to do as kids. Yeah, we spent a lot of time playing horse. And if we didn't want to play horse, we played pig. I had explained them the difference between horse and pig. And I said, well, it's just a day. <laughs> pig is a shorter basketball game than horse. Horse yes. is just more letters. Yes. <laughs> so they're like, oh, OK. Yeah. So we played a lot of pig. We've got to embrace those moments of family time and fun, whatever that is in your life listening today, because there's so many headlines, and especially with what's going on with the market, a lot of folks start to feel discouraged. And Mike's goal is to be an advocate for you when it comes to dealing with that information and navigating your investment accounts to and through retirement. And there's a saying, as goes January, so goes the year. If that old Wall Street saying holds true, Mike, it looks like we may be in for a lot more volatility this year. The Stock Traders Almanac says the so-called January barometer has been right nearly 85% of the time. Now, you've been doing this well over two decades. Do you think we should pay attention to seasonal trends like this? Well, seasonal trends are right until they're wrong. You know, so I I don't like the idea of, hey, it's been a bad January, so it's going to be a terrible year. But we were expecting it to be a bad 2022 here for a little while. So, you know, I'm I'm not a, uh, hey, I told you so kind Mm -hmm. of a guy. But But you um, did tell us so. But we were talking about it a bit. And I I don't like to be a, hey, I told you so guy, because what if I'm wrong, right? I don't control Mm -hmm. the stock market. I don't have a crystal ball. But we just look at probabilities. And to me uh, and the team, the probability was that, Things weren't going to go too good for 2022 for a lot of reasons. Do I really want to be in the market if or when mm-hmm. Russia goes into Ukraine? I mean, I totally get it. That kind of stuff does go into the emotional part, the psychological part of investing. So we've been making adjustments to portfolios and uh, just taking steps to protect clients from what we thought could be bad. So, so far, clients looks like they're getting good advice from us. And that could change, Kristen, pretty quickly. But I think when we take a look at markets and what's likely to happen, I think about our clients and everybody else who's out there that is either retired or very close to it. They're looking at a portfolio that's probably close to as high as it's ever been. Mm -hmm. They're looking at potential retirement. Maybe it's next year. Maybe it's five years from now. But regardless, tons of volatility in the portfolio or just hanging in there on your portfolio probably isn't what you're looking to do. But then I talk to people every week who 
haven't experienced what active management looks like. The idea of being tactical versus passive in a portfolio isn't something that they've been introduced to. So we spend time on the radio show just talking about it. And, you know, I think right now I, I worry about individuals that are out there with um, those retirement accounts, the 401ks, the 403bs, these plans through your employer. There are several different types of them where there's no active management. Mm -hmm. And the reason we talk about things like, well, listen, if you're 59 and a half or older, give us a call. It's because most people, not all people, but most individuals that are participating in a company retirement plan, once you're 59 and a half and older, have the opportunity to have the retirement account actively managed by rolling it to an IRA. It's not that you get do away with your 401k. It's not that you don't make contributions to it anymore. It's not that your company stops matching if they're matching. It's just that you can take the bulk of that, the majority of the retirement account, roll it to an actively managed account. What we're having a conversation with people about is whether or not that's a good idea in your current situation. So mm -hmm. if your retirement account at work is super cheap, you don't have to pay much for it. If you have unlimited investment options, if you've got some kind of active management around it or help with it or you're doing it yourself, then it might not be an advantage to move it over to a tactical portfolio or an actively managed portfolio or account. But most people aren't in that situation. They typically have limited investment options. A lot of times the fees are a lot higher than you realize. And there's almost never active management. So ask yourself, what makes more sense? And I think through a conversation, we can look at that. We don't want to have a, a hang in there attitude when it comes to portfolios, Kristen. And unfortunately, although most people don't want to have a hang in there attitude about it, they don't understand or nobody's explained to them what their options are. And we're here to explain those options. Speaking of options, Mike, we've been getting a lot of questions lately from listeners who are making a job change and curious about how to roll over an old 401k. How complicated is that process? Fortunately, it's not complicated. It depends on the situation. So if you've left your current employer and you're moving to another one, or maybe you did it a while back, we would refer to those as orphaned 401k accounts. Those are typically very easy to roll over because you no longer have a position with a corporation and because it's called separation from service. You don't work there anymore. And in the plan, there is a provision to allow you to roll it over. Some people roll it over to their new company but um, if you roll it over to the new company, then your options are limited to what the new company's options are in their 401k. Gotcha. Typically, they're limited, Kristen, so we would recommend that individuals look at all of their options. Now, if you roll it to an IRA account, then your, your investment options, uh, they aren't limited. They're, they're virtually unlimited, and then you can also look at active management. So if you're looking at making that job change, or even if you're looking at retirement, take that into consideration. Just last week, Kristen, I personally met with four people that were in a situation where they were either A, doing the job change, or they were 59 and a half and older. I'm thinking about one of these meetings, and he had had an allocation which is typical for a 401k. His money was in a target date fund. It was the 2025 okay. fund. So 2025 at this point is only about three years away. Mm -hmm. And the way target date funds work is every year you get closer to that target date, they get more and more conservative. The way that they get conservative is they move money to bond funds inside the account. So you're moving into bonds. Well, interest rates are likely to go up. The Fed is telling us that they're going to raise interest rates about four times. I don't actually personally think they're going to do that, but they're saying they will. If they raise interest rates, that typically has bond values going down. And there's a lot that goes into that duration and stuff. But if the target date fund is automatically moving you to accounts 
bonds that are likely to go down, then the target date fund probably isn't the best situation for you. And so sure. in his situation, we were having this conversation about what the options were for retirement. And we compared the returns on the target date fund to other options that were available to him. And so what we found was the target date fund historically over good and bad markets had averaged just over 6% per year. And because we looked at what's called a full market cycle, I would estimate that moving forward, if he hung in there on that particular account, it would probably continue to average about that, maybe a little bit less because it was moving towards bonds over Mm -hmm. time. But then we also found out that historically, the worst that it had ever done would have been back in the crash of 2008, and it was down just over 41%. So a fair way to describe that investment would be to say, well, listen, I think that long term, you could probably continue to average 5 to 6%, because again, they're moving to bonds probably more conservative, but you would need to be willing to lose 41% if we got another crash like 2008. How does that make you feel? And well, it didn't make him feel too good. He likes the idea of five or 6%. He doesn't like the idea of the loss. So when we went and spent time looking at all of the investment options, we found that, well, for the same level of risk that he was taking, there were other investments averaging more than 7% per year net of fees. So for the same level of risk, if he can increase the return, that's good. But then we also found that there were other investments available that not only had a higher average rate of return, but were either barely negative or maybe a little bit positive in the 2008 crash due to active management. So it's just a matter of helping people make informed decisions. And if you understand all of your investment options, it's going to be easier. And that's what we do through our complete financial planning process. Questions about that? Connect and find out more anytime at guardingyournestec.com. You know, life is a lot more complex and expensive since we were kids in the 50s, 60s, and 70s. You can trust your car to the man who wears the star, the big, bright Texaco star. According to AAA, the national average for a gallon of gasoline is rising steadily this year at $3.31 a gallon. California remains the most expensive state for gas, as usual, outpacing the national average by more than a dollar at $4.65 a gallon. Mike, inflation, I feel like it's Dr. Seuss. Inflation's here, inflation's there, inflation's everywhere we turn. How are you helping your clients at Talon Wealth Management adjust to this sudden inflation? Well, I donated a a tank of gas in California to uh, someone. I don't know who it was, but they uh, crawled up underneath my truck and uh, siphoned it right out. Oh, my gosh. Yes. So that's how so that's how bad it is in California. I am sorry to hear that you had to go through that. Well, it's I didn't I wasn't even there, Kristen. It's weird. I didn't really go through much. I just didn't have any gas when I got back to the truck. It's almost um, as bad as what's happening with the Amazon railroad moving of the packages uh, in Los Angeles. It just makes me angry. You know, people who I'm like, I I could really get on my soapbox about how irritated I was that I didn't. And it's not the gas. It's just that you would do that. Yeah. But do you think that that's a sign of the times with this inflation? Well, it is. I mean, and then also the other side of me felt sorry for that person that things are so bad, they got to go steal my gas. But um, yeah, it's affecting everyone. And obviously, we're most concentrated on individuals that are retired or very close to it. Um, uh, Things are are costing more, certainly gas. Uh, All you you have to do is go to the grocery store and, uh, and, and see that it costs more. And retirement makes it even tougher. So it's causing people to go, hey, maybe I'm not going to retire. 
because uh, if things are going to cost more, I'm going to have to work longer. So that's an issue. So we're doing um, analysis of portfolios and doing financial planning for individuals who aren't quite yet retired, considering it, but they're they're second guessing themselves because things are costing more and they're wondering how long it's going to last as far as inflation. And if it's here to stay, will their money still uh, be there for them for as long as they need it? Uh, outside of that, we're working with uh, our current clients or or individuals that are already retired that i mean essentially it's it's not it's not meant to be a fixed income Kristen, Mm -hmm. um but but it kind of is so what we do is we coach people on well this is how much you can spend every month or every year for the rest of your life adjusted for inflation and taxes without running out of money that's the the main question right the main concern for anybody who's retiring is first of all am i going to run out of money Mm -hmm. but then the next thing is how much could i spend and not run out of money And then what about all the things that are going to happen? Markets are up or markets are down. Or uh, what about inflation? Or what about in taxes? What about all these things? Well, we've had this huge spike in inflation, which, by the way, our listeners who are on Social Security, uh, that was nice, right? They got a nice bump Mm -hmm. in their Social Security check. But that's not enough to offset what's happening at the grocery store or the gas pump. So what we're doing is sitting down and we can stress test. And stress test is just a way of saying, let's do an analysis of, well, if things are going to cost more, whether it's right now or whether it's however far into the future, let's say forever, will you be able to maintain your current standard of living adjusted for inflation and taxes? And so clients who have that question will invite them in and they don't even have to come to the office because they're already a client, Kristen. Frankly, they just call up and say, hey, listen, what if I have to spend this much more? Can you run that analysis for me? Sure. You know, we'll, we'll run it for them. We'll get it back. Maybe a phone call to explain, maybe just an email, however they want it. We can do that very, very easily. But for individuals who aren't currently working with us, we don't know your current situation. We don't know your current investments. We don't know your expenses. We don't know any of that. Um, But we can do an analysis of it for you. We can walk you through the process and we can let you know if you're on track to be successful in retirement. And quite frankly, we define that as being able to maintain your current standard of living regardless of inflation and taxes moving forward. This is Guarding Your Nest Egg with Mike Lester. Catch up and interact with the show anytime at guardingyournestegg.com. Mike Lester is a registered representative of and offers securities through World Equity Group, Inc., member FINRA and SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Investment advisory services offered through Retirement Wealth Advisors. Talent Wealth Management and Retirement Wealth Advisors are separate entities and are not owned or controlled by World Equity Group, Inc. Mike Lester is an investment advisor representative of Retirement Wealth Advisors, Incorporated, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Talent Wealth Management, Retirement Wealth Advisors, and this radio station are not affiliated. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. This information should not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with professionals specializing in the fields of tax, legal, accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer to only fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are not offered by Retirement Wealth Advisors. Florida license number D056341. California license number 0N00828. Fiduciary duty extends solely to investment advisory advice and does not extend to other activities such as insurance or broker dealer services. Advisory clients are charged a monthly fee for assets under management while insurance products pay a commission, which may result in a conflict of interest regarding compensation.